tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome to The Ultimate Fighter, season 21 here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm Suri Serrano, and across the table from me is Mr. Jared Gilkerson. Welcome. I got a mister this week. You did. That's you great. got a mister. Well, you are a mister. It's sliding me down, and now I'm here. I know. Uh, a week break. It's good to be back. Yeah, you took Jay Tan's spot, who we miss, and we'll be back next week Bye, if you're Jay missing Tan. him. And next to you is Alexis Torres. Ma'am. Gorgeous hair today. I was really scared that these headphones would look really weird with my hair all curly. Not at all. It's I'm pretty like, fabulous. Compliments it. Love hey, it. man. Hit her up. Tell her how much you Aww, love her hair. Thanks, Gorgeous. Um, and then joining us in a few minutes is uh, Vicente Luque, who won the fight this week, and we can't wait to speak with him. Um, Alexis is fanning herself over the I have the, the vapors, table. you guys. What's happening over there? Well... Not to. I hope he doesn't make fun of me for this when he watches it later. But I think he is so attractive. He is pretty darn attractive. There was He's baby talk eyes. too. I won't even say like there was some baby discussions if he was with someone else in the uh, the pre-show. Uh, I guess that's meeting. right with he another said. professional fighter. I did hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the good ones kid. are always taken. I'm just kidding. I love you, my boyfriend at home. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> so you're going to be fangirling over there when we talk to him. I love it. I will. Yeah. Uh, so we're in week seven. Season is flying by. Um, we, he starts out, you know, they're at 150 to 50 with uh, Black Zillions up 5 to 1. We see Dan Lambert and, and the team getting those guys, you know, in their faces about stepping up because they are very behind. This is like desperation time. They're, yeah, this, is, it, this looks bad. And it seems like yeah. Glenn is a little happier about. He's like we're up on points, but more importantly, we're five and one. Like he's not even he doesn't. Almost like he doesn't care about the game. He's like we're just, we're, we're we're killing them. I mean, crushing geez, at yeah. this point, crushing. Um, and then you know, unfortunately, um, Black Zillions Naka has a thirty day suspension. Um, so they had to. I, Remove him from the show and bring in a new guy. I know. I felt so sad. bad, though. Yeah, I did, too, because uh, he seemed like really, a really nice guy. Um, I'm going to cut that thought mm-hmm. short, though, and introduce our guest. Uh, Vicente Luque is on the line. Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. How How are you guys? Uh, we are so good. Great. Thank you so much for taking time to join us tonight. Thank you, guys. We have a lot to ask you about. Uh, it was quite a fight. What an episode. Um, oh, there's your face. We can finally see you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, <I'm> okay. <laughs> yeah, Alexis kind of finds you attractive. Not going to lie, you're easy on the eyes. I'm sure you hear that a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> She's, it's hilarious. Um, Jared, where do you want to go? Start. Let's, let's, let's start off uh, round one. Hey, Vicente. It's Jared here. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, sure, man. No problem. I'd like to know bef- before the fight, uh, obviously you were one of the last uh, guys of uh, the Black Zillion's gym to be picked. 
Uh, did you have a pretty good idea that you'd be next up in the octagon? You know, I, I was. I didn't know when I was gonna fight, and I wanted to fight right in the beginning, so you know I could have rest and maybe fight again. But I was there for my team, and whenever they needed me, I would I would be ready. And uh, you know, when in the last weeks, I I kind of knew that I w- it, it either would be me or Felipe because that's that's who we miss, or we would put one of our our other fighters. But I I don't think we would put another fighter that had fought already. So yeah, I was kind of ready to fight he definitely yeah well i'd say he's ready <laughs> after watching the fight uh and then also did you know that that nathan coy it seemed like your team was pretty certain that coy would would be your opponent uh were you pretty sure on him and also how do you prepare for a fighter like nathan coy yeah you know we we knew it was going to be coy uh we didn't think it was going to be anybody else in their team because montgomery had had you know the medical problem so he couldn't fight and well, I I was ready for. I knew he was a wrestler. All the team and ev- I mean everybody knows Nathan Coy is a great wrestler. And I just got ready with our wrestlers, Kamaru and and Carrington Banks. They are great wrestlers, and they they gave me they gave me knowledge, you know, to to defend the takedowns in the cage and in the middle and the center of the octagon. And I worked my striking because that's what what I'm good at, and I could get the submission, so it was good. So from what you remember, from uh, we'll just step right into the fight. That's cool with you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Round one, I, I think we all scored for you. I believe I could speak for yeah. everybody. Yeah, no, you're uh, correct. It was a great round, and uh, like, who was it? I think it was, uh, uh, who was speaking before the fight uh, about when you get two guys who aren't particularly specifically strikers he said that he was really interested in seeing you guys match up because uh, you guys had such different styles and not being great strikers maybe you could defend that he, him calling you not a great striker but going into round one uh, what did you see from the outset you were getting a lot of effective strikes and a lot of good kicks uh, you were definitely more effective in that area than Nathan Coy so what was your strategy in round one no, I, I my strategy was to start out boxing, not kicking too much in the first couple of minutes, and especially using the uppercut because I knew who was gonna shoot for the takedowns. And you know, sometimes when you throw a lot of uppercuts, they must like you can get him in the timing when he's trying to shoot for a takedown. And after like two or three minutes of the fight, then I, I would start kicking, and that that's what I try to do. Well, what I remember, especially from round one, was obviously uh, Koi's eye getting pretty messed up right right out the gate. Um, and there was one point where you guys were, you know, uh, pinned up against the fe- uh, the cage, and I noticed that there was some blood on your neck, but I couldn't tell whose whose blood that was at one point. So I didn't know if you actually got. I know that you got injured a little bit, but nothing too crazy. So I didn't know if you got scratched up on your neck or was that just Koi bleeding on you. Oh no, that was that was Koi's blood. It wasn't mine. <laughs> no, okay. I was just curious. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mentioned the the sight of blood, when you cut him so early in the fight, as a fighter, what does that do to you? Do you go for that spot? Uh, maybe go away from, you know, does that change your strategy because you see him cut and maybe a little bit more vulnerable? Are you trying to aim for that cut to maybe end the fight? You know, it changes the fight in 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 a way like I get more excited and I know that I have damaged him. So you know, it kind of gives gives me more confidence. But it, I'm I'm not really aiming at that. I a cut is isn't that 
it's not really painful. I've been cutting fights and it doesn't hurt. So it's it's not worth it aiming at it. I'm just gonna if I hit it again, it's good. But it just gives you like more more desire to, to try to hurt him more, you know. It sounded like uh, Dan Lambert over at ATT underestimated you going into this season. Why do you think he did? You know, I all my fights have been in Brazil, so I'm not very known over here in the U.S. And maybe that's that's why they they thought I wasn't. You know, maybe they thought uh, they didn't know much about me. I don't have much footage in internet or anything, so I just I believe that that's what why they thought I was a, a weak opponent. So what do you think? You just said why they might have underestimated you. What's your best weapon as a fighter? Definitely it's my striking. It has always been. And I, I always – I started in Muay Thai. I started as a little kid in karate, and then I, I moved on to Muay Thai later on. And it has always been my striking. A lot of people think I'm from the ground because I've submitted a couple of black belts in my, in my MMA fights, but I'm actually a striker. Uh, the other thing I noticed uh, a lot about this this fight was the fact of just your stamina in general. I know that Koi is very known for for going for the takedown every single time, in which he definitely delivered. You know, by trying to do that, so it was very expected. So, did you know going into it that that was the one thing that he was going to go for, and how did you prepare for that specifically? Yeah, uh, all wrestlers are known for having very good cardio, and they can grind guys out, and even like better better fighters they just get so tired of of doing that work in the on the cage and everything so i was really physically i was really ready oh we had banky as our strength and conditioning coach and he's like he's awesome and i was ready and i felt good i didn't get tired i could fight other two rounds if i needed to so it was great we saw in the cor- we saw in the corner uh, during the show, uh, you know, they told Nate Coy in the opposite corner, you know, you have to win this next round. Um, did you think that he would be desperate trying to pin you up against the cage just to win the round? Uh, I scored it for for Nate, but just slightly. I think because he smothered you so much against the cage, uh, you weren't able to control the distance and, and get those effective strikes like you did in the first round. So going into the second round, did you think you'd see a different Nate Coy? Yeah, I, you know, going to the second round, I knew kind of that he was going to try to grind me in the cage. He wasn't being able to get that takedown, so maybe he thought that by making me tired, he could eventually get the takedowns. And I actually, right after I fought, I thought I had won that round easily, but watching it again, I, I it was a close, it was a close round, and it could have gone either way. So, you know, the judges did a good call, and it was good. I agree with the judges. Your coaches were screaming that you shouldn't do jujitsu so late in the match. Is that something that you've changed in your game since, or do you not agree? I mean, do you not agree with that? No, I I, I actually agree with them in that situation. In the fight, I try to do that jujitsu to kind of look offensive because I was going for the submission. But the judges normally score like whoever is in, on the bottom is losing. So I, I think it was a bad call at that moment, but. I'm, I'm, that's more like, I don't know, it's, it's different. It, it depends on the judges also. So what's the vibe like in the gym after you go two rounds? It's a little different on television. Uh, do you know, hey, we're definitely going to a third round? Or did you think after the first two rounds that this thing was over and you'd won the fight? You know, as soon as the round finishes, we go back and the referee already told us that it, there, 
before the fight starts, they tell us that don't take out your gloves, just sit and act like if there's going to be a third round because we never know what's going to happen. And then the the judges outside, they decide what's going to happen, and we're just like, we're, we're ready. If they, they're going to have a third round, we're ready to fight, and if not, they, they let us know. So I, I didn't think there was going to be a third round, but I was ready. I was waiting for a third round. So when they actually did confirm that there was a third round, what was going through your mind at that time? Uh, I was I was going to go there and keep on doing what I was doing and try to not get caught on the cage, you know, not try to keep a distance. And I didn't want to walk backwards. I wanted to keep keeping pressure so that I could dominate the octagon. And at the same time, that's, that's a good thing for wrestlers because they like you to walk into their takedowns. So I was kind of trying to trying to walk him down but at the same time not go too much forward and to and put too much pressure and be taken down so did Nate do anything that surprised you not really we expected I expected that that's what he was gonna do and actually maybe his cardio surprised me a little bit because they a couple of my teammates said that he wasn't so good at cardio but at the same time being a wrestler it, you you expect them to have good cardio, so. But mostly he did what I expected he was going to do. Let's jump into round three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the round right here, round three. Yeah. And as a, as a fan, you had that thought going in that uh, this would be one of the more exciting rounds of the season because you two seem to be really going for it uh, more than some of the other fighters earlier in the season. They were kind of you know they're pacing themselves. You guys had a really good pace about you. Third third round. Uh, you're starting to hit your strikes a lot more accurately again. You had an amazing kick to his stomach. That was so good. That he had the, the delayed reaction, and then he, you know, he kind of had he lunged and tried to take you down, kind of in defense of that to maybe show he wasn't hurt. Kind of take us through round three and what you remember um, all the way, I guess, to the finish. Well, in round three, I, it's like I said, I was trying to keep my distance. And I try to use my kicks better that in that round. I noticed that he was keeping he, his body, you know, very open, and he didn't want to get hit on the face. So I, you know, I try to mix it up a little bit, make him think that I was going to hit him in the face and use the body kick. It worked, but I couldn't finish the fight with that. And as soon as I, as I was able to kick, he tried to shoot, and that's when, he, when we got into a scramble. And, you know, when, once I get the Anaconda choke, I know after I close it, I know it's not going to – it's very hard that somebody's going to get out of it. So I was pretty confident I was going to finish the fight at that point. And, you know, I finished. And he, he didn't really do the right defense. He he tried to push into me, but I, I don't think he should have done that. Maybe he should have stood up or something else. So it was – I knew it was going to finish at that point. Well, I thought it was a great fight, and I say congratulations to you because I was—I I, I know the story, and I agree that this was the most exciting fight of the season so far. I'm with you on that. Um, now that you've won, you know what? What do you take away from this fight that you can learn for for fights for future reference, and then also your just your whole take on just the show in general? Like, what advice would you give to people who would be doing the show next season? So that's two questions. <laughs> yeah, well, from the fight, I, I take like. To keep on, um, on doing what I do and being ready for fights because I've, in other fights of mine, I have maybe not trained enough wrestling and been taken down. And I think that's why they thought that it would be an easy fight for them. 
And I saw that if I really train wrestling and I really have my cardio on point, I, I can do a, a three-round fight with any wrestler, no problem. And, well, for whoever else is going to be part of a show like this, you know, I, I think that mainly they got to keep the focus. Inside the house, it's kind of hard. You don't know when you're going to fight, and you wait so long till you fight. Like, in, in my case, I waited so long till I fight, you can, you can lose the focus. You can lose... You can forget why you're there. So you got to keep in training and keep it on your mind that you're here to fight and to win and nothing else matters. Oh, that's a great attitude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you the kind of fighter, you know, we've seen a few fighters kind of crumble under the lights and the cameras and, and all the action that was going on, you know, at these fights, at these gyms. It's such a loud environment. Are you uh, an athlete that thrives in that kind of environment? Is that fair? Yeah, you could say that. You know, I like I like to be you know, I like the whole idea of the show and and when I find it where the most people are there watching, it's always better because we we are fighters and and this is a show. We what we do MMA is for the people, for the crowd to watch it. So it excites me. The more people are watching, it excites me and makes me fight better. You mentioned earlier that you specifically mentioned three-round fights, and you're able to go three-round fights now against people who have better cardio. I was checking out your record uh, earlier this week, and, well, congratulations. I saw you just fought, uh, what was that, about 10 days ago and, and won? When? It said uh, <laughs> it said June 21st on, on your, but maybe you didn't fight that recently, or maybe it was the year before. Maybe I'm mistaken. No, it, was, it was 2014. Okay, it was the year okay. before. I just noticed that was the first fight that went three rounds that you that you won, that won previously yeah. that you were I, I noticed you were oh four and one so i guess earlier in your career why do you think you struggled badly in the fights that went that long you know i i think there are a couple of reasons one of them is the cardio especially on on the wrestling i i don't have problems like striking and and just doing grappling but when you mix that together it's very different anybody that trains MMA they know how different it is than to train just jiu-jitsu or to train just whatever striking so that whole mix is what made me tired it would tire my muscles and then I would eventually get taken down and I would be normal usually my losses are, are by submission or by just losing on points because the guy took me down and grinded me so you know I worked a lot on that and I looked I worked a lot of my wrestling and a lot of my cardio, so I, and I'm I'm happy. Like my my fight before I got into the house I, was my first win in a decision, and in the house I could fight three rounds and it was great. I I actually liked fighting three rounds because it's it's like proving to myself that I can go to distance and do it well and keep performing the three rounds as best as I can. So as a young fighter. Because I noticed earlier in your career that you had a streak of three fights in a row where you went 0-2 and 1. You know, it was early on. Uh, this was back in 2010 and 2011. So as a young fighter, how do you... I know you said you worked on your cardio and, and you worked on a lot of things, but I, I always wonder as a young fighter how that's not so discouraging to the point where you, you know, just say, ah, oh, the hell with it and leave or, or, you, or you just... It goes so downhill from there. How do you recover and just keep pushing forward like that? You know that's a funny thing because where I come where I come from in Brazil we're we're not it's not a big gym like we're big in our city but not through Brazil and 
we don't have much, you know, nobody really knows who we are. So it was really, it's really, it was really hard for me to keep on the sport. I wanted to stop a couple of times, but the first time I fought Muay Thai, I was 15 years old. And that's when I decided that I wanted to be a, an MMA fighter. And I promised myself that no matter how bad it was, I would keep fighting and I would keep trying to get my dream. So mainly that's what made me continue. I, I would remember what I promised myself and I, I wasn't going to break a promise that I did to myself. So that's why I kept on, on the sport. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's the attitude Fantastic. to have for this show. I mean, yeah. that's the attitude that Dana's for looking for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You you touched on on uh, your age when you had your first uh, Muay Thai fight. I, I just want to. You come from a family of athletes. You both your 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 mother was a black belt in karate, and your father was a rugby player. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And so you must have started in sports and athletics at a very young age. What age did you start um, any form of martial arts? Well, the first time I. I started karate. I was three years old, and my mother practiced, so she would take me, and she would take me as a baby. And when I was three, and I could walk, I could like, I had coordination to do stuff. I started training right away. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Which is which is awesome because my brother also started when he was three, and he's he just turned fourteen, and he's a third degree black belt. Wow. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome. Started young. <laughs> started young. So what, what caught on for him? I, that's why I want to know, like, on, early on, you, I mean, your karate at three, and, and, and what what interested you the most? You know, what, uh, I guess what the word I'm looking for, I mean, you got into jiu-jitsu, uh, you know, you did karate. What, what, what What's the best aspect that you like about fighting? Definitely Muay Thai and kickboxing in general. Uh, before, you know, I, I used to want to be a kickboxer also, if I... If I could do the two, I would, but I chose MMA later on. But you know, kickboxing, striking is—I love striking, and it's what I always loved. How long have you been in the states? Well, I was born in New Jersey. Right. So, I was born in New Jersey. I lived there until I was six years old, and then my parents got divorced. So I went back with my mother to Brazil. She's Brazilian. And my dad is from Chile, but he's a citizen now for for many years. So he kept on living in New Jersey. And I would come back and forth and visit him. And so I've always been coming to visit once in a while. And I really came to Black Zillings the first time in the beginning of 2014. That's I came for three months to train. And that's when they got to know me and everything. And, And after that, I came back for the show. I was just going to ask you, how did you choose the Black Zillions? How did you end up there? Well, I, I know Guto Inocente. He's my friend back. He's from my city. And I know another guy also that is in the show, Felipe Portela. He's been in the Black Zillions for a while. And I actually fought him. But after that, we became very good friends. So I got in touch with them. And I said that I needed, uh, I wanted a challenge. I wanted to come here and and especially train with the big names so that I could prove myself that I could be in this sport and I could fight at high level. So I talked to them and I came to train for a couple months. I love I love See this is great. You're 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 young enough. You're 23, right? Yeah. So you were about, you know, uh 12, 13 years old when the UFC really turned it around mm-hmm. and made it is what it is today. So when you were a kid growing up and you're just involved in all kinds of martial arts, 
Uh, did you idolize a certain fighter in UFC? You know, I, I when I started training, I would watch a lot of videos of Vitor Belfort and mm-hmm. Vanderlei Silva. So being here and training with Vitor Belfort actually was something like one of the biggest honors I've ever had, you know, to train with somebody. I really got happy for that. Did it take you a while to adjust, like, being around him because you were so excited and you looked up to him for so long? No, you know, that... I, I really I'm excited every time I'm around him, but it, it doesn't bother me like in a way like I don't get nervous or whatever. I just I just like being around him and, and whenever I can train with him it's great. Who do you currently like in the UFC? Well there are a couple of fighters I like. I really like Jose Aldo's style. Uh and I also like Conor McGregor at the same time. <laughs> nice. I like yeah. McGregor's style. But in that fight I I'm I'm yeah, who are you rooting taking? for for Jose Aldo. Just because he's Brazilian and and I'm from Brazil too, so you know. <laughs> but I like McGregor's style of fighting, and I like a. I don't like everything about the way he is, in in media and everything. But at a, up to a certain point, I I don't disagree with with the way he takes, you know, the way he lives and whatever. But mainly like these fighters, and and I like also. Anthony Johnson is a, is a fighter I look up to a lot. You know, I think he he has a great style, and I like those kind of guys that really have a lot of knockout power and always press forward. So, were you there in Vegas for the fights? Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> what was that like? You know, it was exciting, and at the same time, it was a bit. You know, we we were disappointed at the end of the fights. Not disappointed at the guys, but at the results. But it was a great experience anyway. We could see, like, at the same time, look back and think, hey, I got to work everything. I can never have a flaw. Because especially when you're fighting for the belt, that's what's going to make a difference. Any little mistake that the guy can can take advantage of is is what's going to make the difference on the win. So it was good for me. It was a good experience. Did you have a did you have a moment in the arena where you actually look around and take it in and, and visualize yourself there? Yeah, definitely. I definitely did. I, I really like how silent it is when people are fighting because where in it, all the places I fought, when I'm fighting, everybody's screaming all the time, and it's funny because in, at MGM, everybody like concentrates and watches the fight, and they will only like make noise when something's going on. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. So, oh, yeah, you're going to go ahead. Um, I was, since we already talked about the fighters that you look up to, is there ever a chance that you would want to fight them at one point or maybe someone that you're actually pretty excited, like, hey, I saw you fight. I want to fight you next. Well, you know, a guy that I've, I've always been very much fan of him is Tiago Alves. I've always loved him, and I was rooting a lot for him against Condit. I wanted him to be Condit. But I always also wanted to fight him because I think our styles match a lot because we're both strikers. Mm-hmm. So he would be a guy that I really am a big fan of, and I would like to fight him if, if it happened one day. Nice. Okay, Vicente, you, you go to the fights in Vegas. You're heading back to your hotel. Put your head down. You, you dream. You start dreaming. Every <laughs> fight, every fighter has that dream of their perfect fight. So you got Tiago in the ring. What is your – like, how do you envision – your perfect fight. Are you knocking them out in 13 seconds like Ronda Rousey? Or are you 
taking them, you know, to the to the end of the fight and making them submit. Like, what's your dream perfect fight? If I could choose, like, how the fight would go, it would be three rounds, and I would knock him out in the last round. Nice. Like, with like one second left. <laughs> That's a great question. That, that That's would, also my dream. So, yeah. <laughs> That's your dream? yeah, three rounds and last like the last like two seconds and knock somebody out or ta- or tap them out. So That's great drama. I mean, whenever a fight can end, you know, yeah. right near the end, or mm-hmm. I mean, and that was similar to what he, what he did uh, on the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it was mm-hmm. getting near it was the end, so good. But then he had it locked in. That was great. <laughs> it, was, it was my favorite fight of the season. Yeah. By yeah. far. Yeah. By far. It was yeah. the most fun, most entertaining, and for me, the most action. Definitely. Yeah. I completely not agree. A lot of, not a lot of house drama in that episode. Yeah. So speaking of house <laughs> drama, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of drama this week. And, and uh, what was that like for you? Were you able to stay clear of most of most of any of the drama if from, in the house while you were there? You no, know, I, I wasn't part of much of the drama. I'm a quiet guy. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm a quiet guy, so I'm never, every time they, they had some, like, discussions. Oh, freeze frame. Up. Freeze frame. Uh-oh. Well, hopefully he, he pops Alexis back in Alexis is happy. I was oh, but I would win the okay. fight, so. <laughs> you, fr- you froze up there. Could you repeat your answer, please? Yeah, no, I, I said that I, I'm a quiet guy, and I'm always, I'm always, like, out of trouble and whatever. I just heard of the... I was never in the middle of any discussion. I just heard about them, and but I was focused, and, and I wanted to, you know, I, I was there thinking about the fights, and I know it's a TV show, but but I wasn't really kind of trying to show whatever for the TV. I was just trying to fight. I keeping wanted to head, fight and fight this. Keeping your head down, doing your thing. You don't drink. You don't party. It's quite smart. Yep. <laughs> you definitely take your, you know, being an athlete seriously. I like to hear that and yep. see that in fighters, especially. Yeah, it, it works different for everyone, you know, because you always because you can hear stories of, you know, guys or girls being able to go out and party all they want, and then when training happens, they okay, they're clean mm-hmm. for a few months, and then they go back. I mean, whatever works. To be honest, yeah. I think I think any any version can work, but yeah, any version, Jared. I'm not so sure. No, Ooh, I, I would argue with on you on that. No, we were, you don't think you can. You don't think you can be a drunk and, and fight? No, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. Jackie Chan can do it. <laughs> I don't think so. They I should think... allow you to be, to be drunk in the ring. No, that sounds that sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. Come on, tell me you're kidding. You're joking. Uh, not really. I mean, come on. This is me. I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm hearing crazy stories like you know with Ric Flair and all these guys well, partying all night, and they go and put on a great show the next day. So you know, that's you know not. But professional you can you can. But I, I think there'll be a lot of fighters that would that say they do this party and do awkward. drink, you know. <laughs> no, I think right. you can. But I, I love that he doesn't and everyone has We will continue this yeah. after yeah. the show. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're um, this is, I actually had a question. Um, since I think I admire the fact that you decided to do that, whether Jared thinks so or not. No. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, when did you decide, I mean, I don't know if that was just a, a thing that you've always you know, I mean, obviously this is something you've always done, but when did you actually decide, like, there's, I'm not drinking, I'm going to just this is what I'm going to do. Be clean. Well, you know, I, I decided that when I started training Muay Thai and competing. And, well, it was just something that that, that I chose. But I'm, I'm very open in the sense that I think everybody should do, just like, like he was saying, everybody should do what they feel like doing and what they feel good with. And 
this is just something I feel good with. But I have a lot of teammates that that go in another way, and I, and I don't think I don't criticize them or I don't think they're wrong. I think they're right, and they should do what what they feel good with. But I decided right away after I was I started competing and everything. You know, we know that not everyone was uh, there. Were I would say half the house was partaking in. The libations. Oh, you, was, you think no, they were. Half the house? They were. I thought it like you, Jared was there. That's amazing. No, they showed, totally they showed the house. They you showed know, the graves and everyone. They showed yeah. kind of the, you yeah. know, people drinking. Was but it about like, half the house, Vicente? Well, you know, there wasn't like many people fighting or, or I mean, drinking or whatever. You know, it was... I... I, I the the thing with Michael Graves, I didn't e- even like know that he was drinking that much. I don't, I didn't never see it. I th- I think only their team mates knew about that. But on my team, nobody would drink. Like a couple of guys drank after the, their fights, but before that, they were all like pretty focused on the fights. Hmm. Why do you think um, black Zillions up to this point have dominated so much? Is it uh, is it has it been luck of the draw a little bit, or has it been that you guys just are so much more dominant than that gym? They're better. They're just better. You know, I, I think there are a couple of reasons. One thing I definitely believe is ATT didn't expect us to have a team strong enough to beat them, so I I don't think they were they were ready for what we were bringing, and. Another thing is like we knew we know how how ATT is good and how long they've been in the MMA game, so we were get we got ready for the best thing that they were gonna bring. So I think like we we're just more ready to fight. We're in better shape and we we are complete. Every of our guys could fight standing or could fight on the ground. So I think we we just have the more complete team. How much time did you have to prepare before the season? Did you when you you all knew as a team this was happening? A couple months. Well, we actually like we had about one month. That's I was in Brazil and they called me up like a month and a, a month and two weeks before the show. So I came here. And we weren't sure who was going to be on the show, so it was kind of we had twelve guys, and out of those twelve guys, we we're going to pick eight. So we were really all like ki- literally killing each other in training and practice to get that one of those eight spots, you know. And then when did you find out the eight spots? Right, right before filming. We found out week? two weeks before the the nice. that we got to the house. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, it's intense. I, I just want I've always wanted to know if there's, because this is a reality show. Right. And I, I've always wanted to know, we've had a few of the fighters talk, you know, have some stories to tell. Um, anything you can kind of tease going forward, uh, fight wise, or possibly, you know, some fun shenanigans in the house? This guy. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't talk much about that. I just can't say. It's it's gonna really get exciting from now on. It does get much more exciting than it than it's been now, and everybody should keep on watching it. Like a couple of people didn't like the fights how they were. I definitely think the the fights get more exciting from now on. Nice. That's been consistent. Every single guest we've had, they said you have to keep watching. It gets really exciting. I'm. This is like the start of it already. So I'm like, uh, it's yeah. gonna get even better. I love it. I hope we see you fight again. I know you can't tell us, but I hope we do. Just wink. <laughs> just wink. Give us a little nod. I'm kidding. We're kidding. We're only a little. Um, thank you so much for taking time uh, tonight to join us. We certainly appreciate no it and enjoyed speaking with you. 
Heck I know yeah. I did. <laughs> Thank you guys too for the opportunity to be here. Absolutely. Good luck with the rest of the season. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, Alexis, are you breathing over there? I'm okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I was holding. Time. I was holding my breath the whole time. But I, I love. <laughs> I wanted to touch before we we get out of here that uh, something that he said was uh, the fact that uh, ATT is usually like the the fact that they're not doing so well is because they're not really. Uh, really taking into consideration what these guys do. And I also like mm-hmm. the fact that, yes, they have been around, they're veterans, all that kind of stuff. But what we all talked about today, especially with, with Vicente, was that nobody really knows about him because he's not very big out here in the States. So I feel like that was a good kind of strategy. So they can't really look into what how they fight because there's nothing on the internet or anything that they can look up per se. So they can still have that element of surprise, I feel. Yeah. That's why they're winning. a ridiculous baseball analogy. Oh, here we go. But it's the truth. (laughs) Sometimes you'll see a young pitcher come up and just dominate, and Mm -hmm. then the veterans come around and they go, all right, I know this guy's tricks. So I'm not sure if you know guys like Steve Carl and Nate Coy can adjust, but... You know, just like Dan said, uh, after the fight, we didn't have enough, you know, in, in, in the footage that we had of Vicente, he mm-hmm. didn't do these things. Yep. So, because these guys are so low-key, like you're saying, it could work out be- at the beginning, but who knows, if they run into these veterans again down the road, yeah. you know, they might adjust. Yeah, so. I, I think it's good for the show, but I don't know how it's going to do as time goes on. Personally. Yeah, it's great. Like, yeah. see these young fighters, that's, that's I think the it's best awesome. part. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there what, it was 13 <clears throat> years in between Nate yeah, and Vicente. That was, that was crazy. And, and Nate couldn't have been, you know, he's one of the coolest, calm fighters, and he's was just like, oh, yeah, I got beat. I right. can learn things from it's younger all, fighters. It's all in the ponytail. I mean, That's what well, that is. Or it was the front ponytail. The front ponytail. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The frony. You all have they, they have. They, <laughs> Alexis and Jared have a thing for Nate Coy's hair. One for and one against. I, mean, I, I love it. I, no, go ahead. I, I love his hair when it's not tied up in that weird unicorn horn that he's got going on there. I think he's great. I just think it looks weird when he's like bouncing around for his next thing. I just think, no, 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 no. And I was like, ah! He likes snip. He likes it because it's very like it's a very '90s Jonathan Taylor Thomas look. Uh, oh god, like, I don't think that's uh, why he likes during it. tough stuff. You know, he's a huge JTT oh, fan. I know. Are you uh, serious? Allegedly, uh, and uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, he's not. He's never going to come on he, the show. He looked great on Tough Talk. Great hair. No, he looks good without the ponytail. Like, even in his um in his promo picture with it just slick. Oh, fantastic. the thing is, he has to he has to put it up like that because I was just going to say that well, yeah, because he, pulls he grows it, back, it out it so ridiculously. Oh yeah, fall. no, 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 it will okay. look terrible if so he does that. Serious hair. Discussion. Yes. Well, if they can talk saunas, we can talk hair. Yes. <laughs> That's my rule. I love that you're yeah. all in about the hair, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I mean, at what point does Dan Lambert uh, not underestimate anybody on yeah. the Black Zillions team after week after week getting their butt kicked, basically? Well, you were talking about the replacements earlier. Yes, I I'm was. I'm super excited. And um, Alexander Polga. Is the that's his nickname? Polga mm-hmm. is the Black Zillion, that the guy that's come in, right? And then ATT brings in Cristiano Saldano Souza. He looks like he looks like a beast. Yeah, I feel like I don't know why I just have this gut feeling that he's going to just tear it up <laughs> in the ring. I, I, hey. I thought that about a lot of ATT guys. You know, I thought Grillo could be legit, yeah, okay. and I, I, you know, I they had some veterans that have fallen short. So I just don't know. I don't. We don't know. know. I am with you, Alexis, on yeah. this one. Yeah. Like I am this with you. Yeah, yes. I do. I have a good feeling about him too. The one guy that they're going to replace. And speaking of only replacing one guy, Dana White, you know, expressed that um, he's known Dan Lambert a long time. He wasn't surprised 
by his decision to kind of stick by his team, and that's like his deal, implying that he's you know very loyal and fierce, yeah. and that's his team. And but is it a good business decision? So it's mm. interesting that he questioned that, and I questioned it too. I kind of was with white on that. Can he still has the option to add someone else now at this point, right? Or is it just yeah, that, not, that has not been expressed? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't think because so. Dana just wants him to. I mean, obviously he's <laughs> the head of the. Show, I mean, he's producing the show, so it's. You know, you, you guys are getting your butts whooped. <laughs> bring someone in who can win this thing and make it right. closer. So yeah, he's gonna, he, and he's just trying to motivate all these guys. So yeah, and they I, should. I think if I was Dan, I would have, I would have replaced another guy too as yeah. well. Who would I you could, have replaced? I mean, if you both were picking, uh, okay, um, who would you take off that team? Your guy that uh, oh. makes all the amazing yes. noises. Yes, I agree oh, with her. Hello. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he might be Can too much of a wild card now. Impression. Do What's an impression. That? I know you want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get ready for a fight. That is the best thing ever. He just seems like he's a little on edge, which can be good for some people, but he just fell flat. So I agree. I agree. That's a great pick. That's what I'm saying. You could replace another guy. You have one guy already out because of sick, you know, being, you know, uh, yeah, he had this creepy. uh, Yeah, medically was already gone. So why not replace one more guy? You've already lost how many fights? Uh, Yeah, I feel like this is. Give yourself a fighting chance. I feel like this is the time to take risks for someone who's already this far down in points. Technically, yeah. so I mean, I understand playing it safe to a point, but if you're losing, you might as well. Again, you have yeah. literally nothing to lose at this point, right? And then guys like Graves, who I feel like he was on the first show, and mm-hmm. I thought he would show something else, but maybe it'll take something like a guy who got beat early, yeah. uh, him or Steve Carl, okay. to come back and then you know maybe show he a different side. That time to kind of settle into the yeah. whole process, you know. Yeah. And everything's worth more too. I mean, so it's it's still not out of hand. It's No, it's, it's not even points, close. Uh right left for f- 500. 5 fights, but each fight in the third round's worth 100, right? Yeah, so we got the four finals which are 100, so, so that's 400 and, fi- and then there's 400, 50. Uh, 450 left. Oh, there's 100. No, see, now oh, I'm lost with numbers now. 50, 450 left. I thought it was 500. They said 500. Is there 500 left? Maybe. I Because you got week 9 is worth 50, and yes. then 10, I remember them 10 11, 12. Or maybe there's, you know what, we don't know. No. <laughs> I Put think it in it's the comments out. I'm sure you'll let us yeah. know. Either way, they have teased. It's, we've had fighters on the past, they've teased that it's they could be. It's going to be close. Well, so. in the preview, if did you guys watch the preview for the rest of yeah. the season? Yeah. It looks like they win two in a row. Which, ATT wins two in a row because they said something about making it three in a row. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know if you saw that. You didn't catch it? You know, he, was concentra- he was concentrating on my hair. I was like looking that. at too much hair and <laughs> and Glenn, oh, the soundbite of him yelling that they love, the, like, the, he's yeah. just like, we got screwed. And he's just always, he's a very emotional person. Yes, he, he was is. more emotional when he was hugging mm-hmm. Naka than Naka that was. was. Yeah, he did awesome. say that. I was like, uh, I feel a little, yeah. I have a, a soft up. heart for Naka as well. Yeah. Uh, he just seems like such a. He's soft. But it's not a bad thing. Like a nice guy. Nice guy. He's just passionate because he got, he got, he lost, not lost his chance, but because of the fact that he, it was such a bad loss. Yeah. That, you know, that this is an opportunity that it just got short, you know? Also, Joseph Boza in the chat says 450 next week is the last 50 point fight, then the 400 point fights. So it is 450. Yeah, 450. 450 left on the table. Yeah. So there's plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's going to get better. Get your right. gear, ATT. J- Joseph Boza just dominating. I He's love it. He's just awesome. He's the number one fan. Thanks yes, for watching is. again. Thank you, Joseph. Shout out to you. Yeah. 
Um, and and real quick, if you guys, uh, we would love for you to download us on iTunes and rate us and give us five stars. That helps us out uh, tremendously. So please check us out over on iTunes. And of course, you can always find us on AfterBuzzTV.com and YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Um, so last up, final bit of news. That, oh, you, yeah. that yes, we were discussing please. before we started. New fights that were announced. On, Changing subject it. off the Ultimate Fighter. So, Cormier versus Gustafson. Wow. That is going to be intense. And then the other one is Luke Rockhold versus Weidman, which is the better the better choice, because I know Dana was going to give it to... Um, I can't think of his name. Think about it. Help. The other dude. We need help. Yeah, Jakari. 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 I thought it was Jakari. Jakari. Yeah. 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 So, I'm glad that they went with Rockhold. Yes, I'm so happy to hear this. It's gonna be so yeah, yeah. good. Which fight would you? What are you going, Alexis? What do yeah. you think? Oh man, uh, Weidman and wait, who was the first fight? Cormier, Cormier Gustafson. And Gustafson. Cormier. Are you? Yeah, why not? Ooh, I always usually yeah. go for the one that usually most people don't pick, just to see what would happen. I picked Cormier this last fight for the title. Really? I didn't. Yeah. Oh. I, <laughs> I did not. That's okay. Jay didn't either. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jaden either. Yeah. Uh, he bugs me. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cormier. I'm not. I think I it's going to be a yeah, great fight. I agree. Though. I, I think agree. he's going to win, too. I, you know, Weidman and Rockhold, though. Oh, I'm excited for that. Uh, Luke just like came out. He just. Because he's just like the, the new star. Mm-hmm. Just bang. I don't know where. And I'm picking him. Yeah. I don't know when the fight's going to be, but I'm picking him. Yeah, I'm sure they ha- I'm sure they announced that we didn't get the dates. We'll, we'll check on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, t- we'll tweet it we'll to you guys. Well. What, do you, what do you think, Rockhold or Weidman? Alexis? Oh, I said Weidman. Did you I? say Weidman? Oh. Yeah, I said Weidman. You did. Yeah. You want to pick Rockhold, I could tell. No! Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not going. I'm going with Weidman. Okay. Yeah. 100% I'm going with Weidman. Ladies like, are dominating. He has not been given due credit in his career yet. I completely I don't agree. know why. It's very strange. He's winning everything. Um, and he's maybe it's because he's more of a calm right? guy. I don't know. Ooh. What? He's headlining, though. Isn't yes, he? yeah. but they're not, you know, he's just not, he's not appreciated like some of the other fighters are out there. And it's weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I'm it's talking about. I, I totally understand. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was reading the the, the chat because we got a lot of Weidman and Gus, Weidman and Gus. Nice. Oh, yeah. Who's everybody picking? Uh, we got Muhammad who picked Weidman and Gus, and Joseph Boza didn't say anything. He just said, Chris and Luke is the worst kept secret in the UFC. Well, that wasn't a secret, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely for sure. But it was going to go with the other guy, and I didn't want, nobody wanted that. Everybody wants yeah. Rockhold. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's going to be fun. I can't wait to find out when it is. Yeah, it'll be some time because they all just fought recently. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's it, guys. We're going to wrap up. Where can we find you, Alexis? You can find me all over the internet where Alexis Torres's are sold at atorres890. Also, follow me if you like to see see my face and the sound of my voice. BlackHollywoodLive.com, Geek Nerd Tech. I talk about video game news, pop culture, and all awesome things like that. Woo! Thanks. I want to buy one. You should. Yeah. Jared, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Gilkerson Radio. Also, a couple more after shows here. iZombie. This uh, guy. Whatever else I do. Uh, Marin. Just a few. Louis? Nothing is as intense. Uh, Louis is over. Oh, Louis over. Nothing is as intense as this show, though. This is an amazing <laughs> show. So you can find us here next week. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm at Suri Serrano on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.